this is what it's all come down to. The final episode in the first series of Matthew and Aaron's very own podcast. We've had a lot of laughs to get to this point. There have been some falling out, there have been some intellectual discussions, not too many, and some hilarious conversations about anything and everything. We've talked about the ins and outs of the internet, Johnny Eck, aka The Half Man, MammothErection.com and other unfortunate domain names, an American man who shot himself during his sleep, Dr. Bellingham's informative report on alien behaviour, the results of this year's World Facial Hair Championship. We've also discussed the beheading of Wax Hitler, the killing of the Dracula fish, Flush Tracker, basically Google Maps with an added turd tracker, a man in Japan who married his pillow, Pika, the disease which makes you eat dirt and other non-edible objects, Blue Man Syndrome, and of course, Pinheads. And now, as we enter the festive season and we draw towards the end of this series, please sit back and enjoy this Christmas special of Matthew and Aaron's very own podcast. It's Santa here, and don't forget, it's the season of peace, and the time to be jolly. What a nice man, Aaron. Ah, oh, wasn't he just? You don't meet many nice, jolly, fat men in the park anymore, but he, he was an exception. <laughs> he helped me over the climbing frame. Really? <laughs> did he give you a cheeky leg up? Yes, he did, huh? Yeah, and rape you. Huh? What? Huh? Nah, don't matter, don't matter. <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> to our Christmas special. Yes, here we are at the end of the first series and the Christmas special. And what a Christmas special it's going to be. We've got a really packed show for you, Matthew. Lots of great features. We've got your impromptu question. Uh, we've got uh, Christmas-themed factoids of the show. We've got uh, festive weird news. Hit or shit is back oh, for another week. Can't wait for that. Yes, so it's all going to be very exciting. We've also got some messages to read out from Matthew and Aaron at writeme.com and we've also got to announce the competition winner. Ooh, the lucky son of a gun. I want to swear there. <laughs> no, it's Christmas. It's, come on, it's Christmas, Aaron. No swearing on the show. Okay? We don't want to end up with coal in our stockings. <laughs> now, I think we'll start the show, Matthew, with some Christmas and winter tips. Tips. Yes, tips. Now, as Christmas approaches and the weather begins to turn, people cross their fingers hoping for a white Christmas. I believe you're one of these people, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, good. This next feature is a true story about John Porter from New York State, USA, whose pipes froze in his home one winter. Anxious to unfreeze them, Mr. Porter backed his car up to an open window so the exhaust would warm up the house. A clever thing to do. I thought it was a good yeah. idea, yeah. However, later, Porter and his wife and their three children were rushed to hospital suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning. I wonder why. There's a moral in there. Yeah. That's a fable. Don't have kids. <laughs> George Gibbs from Columbus, Ohio, one freezing cold winter morning, wouldn't start his car. Or couldn't start his car. So he diagnosed the program as a frozen fuel line, which he thought he could correct by running warm petrol through it. Not a bad idea. So he tried to heat up the petrol by any chance. He then tried to heat a two-gallon can of petrol <laughs> on his gas stove in the kitchen. Oh, no. Christmas with a bang. Did it kill him? Uh, no, it, but it scorched his eyebrows off and he ended up with severe burns on his bald head. Good. I don't know, know whether he, he was bald before. No, he knows for next time, though, doesn't he? Next Christmas, yeah. I can't believe that he was so dependent on his car, though, to get around. I mean, you can't get around without a car, can't you? I mean, I biked here this morning. You fitness fanatic, Aaron. Exactly. Mind you, though, I think I'd create a bit of a bad impression for myself. Go on. Uh, got an A-level drama performance next week. 
I know, drama, no real subject. Ha ha, all laugh at me. You need to do computers like me, I'm the way forward. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you through life. Um, so I've got to learn all my lines for my rehearsals. So, being a uh, bit of a clever sort, if I may say so myself, <laughs> anyone can write their own reviews. I decided to record myself telling my lines. This is absolutely true, okay? okay. Um, and I was listening to them on the way over here. But at the same time, <laughs> I was reading them out in time to my recording. Okay. Which is fine, you know, to test myself, yeah. see if I can get there before the recording does. And I didn't realise that there were a few people watching me. <laughs> and it wouldn't matter if the lines were, you know, sort of something you could be saying to yourself, like, you know, remember milk, or, you know, two loaves of bread for mum. But, um. Unchain the, the gimp. The play is about a psychiatric hospital, okay? And I play a uh, psychiatric doctor, okay, consultant. This, this doesn't bode well. It doesn't. And quite a lot of the lines are based on the psych- psychiatric reports, such as um, I think one of the lines I was trying to learn was uh, shaved her head and attempted to leave against medical advice, was restrained by three male nurses twice her size, unable to reach orgasm. <laughs> And uh, so I was repeating that. I was just coming through the village, you know, unable to reach orgasm. And so I don't think I'll be biking back the same way as I came. <laughs> That's sort of the moral of the story. You there. are a danger to children in my village. I mean, <laughs> they've got posters up of you. And st- <laughs> I am that guy we heard on the recording earlier. Ho, ho, ho. Can you relate to this in any way, Matthew? Have you got any transport-related anecdotes at all? Um, well, I was driving the other day uh-huh. and... Um, I nearly hit an old woman. Right. But she's close to dying anyway, so it didn't really matter. She was on her way out. Yeah. <laughs> One foot in the grave. Uh, well, I had to bury it. So <laughs> you what? What? Huh? Right, Aaron, I've been doing my homework again. Have you? Yeah. Good on you. You're doing right. really well. Are you ready? I'm, I'm progressing through life. <laughs> right, anyways, are you ready for Matthew's top ten most common Christmas accidents? Uh, if it's anything like Matthew's top three diseases, then yes. Right. Thousands of people end up in, emer- in the emergency room every Christmas. Here's a list of the ten most common Christmas accidents. Okay. Look, I've bullet-pointed them and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, are you proud of me? Is that uh, Calibri? It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Size 11. Sure. <laughs> Shows a certain uh, level of sophistication. Okay, here we go. That's not no Times New Roman. <laughs> font jokes. Do font jokes go down well? Don't you hate Times New Roman, though? <laughs> uh, let's not get into this. It's not what they want to hear. Okay, so... Every year, at least three people are reported with broken arms due to pulling Christmas crackers. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> right. Over 200 people are admitted to hospital after not removing all the pins from new shirts. <laughs> uh. Genuinely true, okay? Over the last 10 years, 27 people have died testing batteries on their tongue. <laughs> it's not fair, is it, really? No. Okay. Uh, this okay. is natural selection. This is Darwinism in the 21st century. <laughs> okay. Survival of the fittest. Okay. <laughs> Hundreds of people cut themselves with knives and scissors. It's, it's not funny, Aaron. Uh, after the, uh, using them to open their presents. That's, mm. not, that's not funny. No, that's not funny. There's nothing funny. It's greed, if anything. Yes. Um, Desperate to get okay. into gifts. <laughs> Last year, two people died eating Christmas decorations. They thought they were chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Just munching on a couple of baubles. <laughs> oh. That's not a euphemism. No. Since 1997... 26 people have died wearing Christmas trees with the lights on. <laughs> Sorry, what? They were wearing Christmas yeah. trees. I think they deserve to die. Yeah, like that. exactly. Okay. In 2007, se- yeah, sorry. In 2007, 12 people sustained burns while trying on new sweaters with a cigarette in their mouth. 
<laughs> Smoking kills. It does. Last year. So does knitwear. <sighs> it only kills in the fashion industry. <laughs> Nicely done. Good uh, punch. Last year, 52 children were admitted to hospital after swallowing the contents of perfume and cologne bottles. Shame um, on you, Calvin Klein. You're killing children. Okay. Okay, five people suffered third-degree burns last year while trying to flame George Christmas puddings. Right, that is gluttony. That's what gluttony is. Eating oh. fire never works, Aaron. Okay, and last but not least, every year hundreds of people fall off ladders and break bones whilst hanging Christmas decorations. They probably just hang themselves. I mean, so silly. And that was Matthew Tyers. Some surname there, probably should. <laughs> and your address is? <laughs> that was Matthew's top 10 Christmas accidents. Christmas is a time for giving, for sharing, to spend time with your family, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah, but when families get together, it's not very good, is it? No, unless there's humour involved. And humour, I sort of, I've, I've developed a new innovative system of uh, categorising humour. I put it into good and bad, okay? And these... Good and bad, I don't think anyone's ever categorised good and bad things before. I know. You're onto something there. Thank you. Right, go on. Patent's on its way. So these are what I consider the worst Christmas jokes, okay? I'll just run these by you and see what you think. What do you get if you cross Father Christmas with a detective? Go on. Santa Claus. Father Christmas wins a saucepan in a competition. Now that's what I call potluck. <laughs> what do the reindeer sing to Father Christmas on his birthday? Go on. Freeze a jolly good fellow. Are these in crackers? Or... Uh, probably, yeah. yes. What do you call a man who claps at Christmas? Santa Claus. These are just getting worse. Who delivers presents to baby sharks at Christmas? Go on. Santa Jaws. <sighs> Why does Father Christmas like to work in the garden? Because he likes to ho, ho, ho. With an E at the end. Are these, are these nearly done? Yes, there's one more to go. Okay. This is painful. What's Father Christmas called when he takes a rest while delivering presents? Uh, an inconsiderate driver? A, a <laughs> statistic? A murderer? All those would probably be better than the real answer, which is Santa Paws. <laughs> so now, okay. That one was good. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> this should hopefully make these, some of the best Christmas jokes that I've found, seem a little bit better. <clears throat> okay. Okay, on the 24th of December, a woman walks into a bar and asks for a double entendre. So the barman gives her one. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> a Jewish Santa Claus comes down the chimney and says... Anyone want to buy me a present? <laughs> <laughs> because they like things. Why is Santa Claus so happy? Because he knows where all the naughty girls live. Oh, oh. I've, I've actually got a Christmas joke. Go on then. Okay, why is Santa's sack so full? Don't know. Because he only comes once a year. <laughs> <laughs> why doesn't Santa Claus have any children? Because he only comes once a year and that's down the chimney. Oh. Sort of building on what you did. You lay down the foundations. I put up the uh, the nice Skyrise Hotel. So they were a combination of the best and worst Christmas jokes, aren't Yeah. Uh, probably not the best content we've had on the podcast no, so you, far. <laughs> you don't have to be blue. You know what I mean? It's not that kind of podcast. Building on sort of the humour of Christmas as well, Matthew, can I run uh, by you the seven things about Christmas that sound dirty but aren't? Did you get any under the tree? I think your balls are hanging too low. 
Santa's sack is really bulging. Lift up the skirt so I can get a clean breath. Did you get a piece of the fruitcake? From here, I can't tell if they're artificial or real. <laughs> and to get it to stand up straight, try propping it up against the wall. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, Christmas is such a filthy festival. It is. Okay, Aaron, so um, we've had a few emails. Right. Pick my favourite. And it's off a gentleman who calls himself Willie G. Oh, what a classy fella. Yeah, I'm sure he's got loads of friends. Okay, and he asks us, uh-huh. if you had one wish for Christmas. Just the one. What would it be? I probably wish for my legs back. Yeah, it's it's not easy, is it? It isn't. Especially with all them stairs in my house. I know. <laughs> Why don't we do it in my house? I've got the lift. Yeah, but I've got the Mac. True. That is very true. Can I uh, shoot the same question by your way, Matthew? Um, probably if that prostitute hadn't died on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would get you, of course, you'd get you out of the court case, wouldn't it? I mean, running from pimps isn't the greatest thing in the world, though. No, it's, no. No, it's not big and it's not clever. Wise words there, Matthew, wise words. Now, is this the same Willie G who um, emailed in about the competition? You know what, it could be. Because having sent in a question like that and having entered the competition, I think we can safely say that he's our winner. Yes. Would that be fair? Yeah. So the question was, what was the name of the website which featured such fantastic articles as Freaks, Pinheads, uh, Rubber, Fakes, and Fat, I think was another category, wasn't it? of course the answer was thehumanmarvels.com. Yes, it was. And uh, Willie G sent us that email. Yes. So he's going to be sent the complete first series of our radio show, Uncensored and Unedited. You lucky cat. I know. Well, what, a, what a great guy. If anyone else wants the uh, series of the radio show... Just ask. <laughs> We're giving them out for free. It's the festive season. Uh, no, but if you look in the link in the description, there'll be a link to payloads.com where you can buy the episodes. So very exciting. Should we carry on with the show? Let's. What do you want to do next? Apart from your mother. Yes. Oh. Well, it's Christmas, we'll Matthew. Cut that out. <laughs> Okay, festive factoid of the show. Are you ready, Matthew? Yes, I'm Are you ready, ready to be educated about Christmas past, present and future? Why not? I feel like a ghost. I actually watched uh, Black Adder's Christmas Carol the other day. Oh, right. Did you enjoy it? It's quite good. Because yeah. he's, he's really good. Yeah. And then he... Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, isn't it? And then he turns into Scrooge because of the ghost. So. Yeah. Isn't Robbie Coltrane in that? Is he? Who does he I play? Think so. I think he plays the ghost of Christmas, uh, whatever it is. Oh, the one sitting with him on the bed? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Wait, wait, no, we're on a tangent. <laughs> what, what were you saying? Uh, fact of the day. Was that on the TV the other week? No, what? no, I've got a DVD. Uh, right, because it, it was it was on the TV the other week, but I think I missed it because I was at work. You watched it? Um, I tell you what, I had an eventful time at work the other night because um, there were two women, there must have been 50-somethings, this is absolutely true, okay, twin sisters, and um, they'd had a bit to drink, but I didn't realise how much they'd had to drink or whether it was because they were old, they couldn't handle the, the booze. But um, they were sitting at the table and then suddenly the woman just flops forward a head like lands on a chest with like <laughs> shit no because it's not funny because at the restaurant where I work last Christmas at a Christmas party someone died <laughs> I know what, in the actual... yeah were you there no 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 I was before I started working there but he had a heart attack and then right. people had to come they were trying to resuscitate him dessert was delayed Din- dinners dinner were getting cold dinner on a show <laughs> right go on but yeah no it was not too funny though because he actually died upstairs they had to carry him down and the stairs are quite tight so to get in the coroner to get the body bag it was a nightmare so anyway, we're all quite panicky when this woman flopped forward. I was like, oh no, here we go again. We're getting near to Christmas. Someone's going to die in the restaurant. 
So we got the manager to come up and he had a look and he found out she was just drunk, right? So they managed to kind of oh, slap her around. Come on, come on, love. Her husband was like, dear, come on, dear, come on. Look at me, look at me. We got her a glass of water. She was sitting there sipping it. Oh, shaky. She didn't know what was going on. She was absolutely pissed out of her head. She pissed herself. Yes. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes, she actually did. That's what I'm building up to. When she finally left the table with her sister, okay, her husband was kind of holding her, carrying her down the stairs. She was, she was going off again. I went to clean up the table, took salt and pepper off the table, wiping it around. I thought, I'll oh, just move this chair to kind of, you know, reposition the table for the next people. And I'm not kidding. There was a perfect imprint of two arse cheeks in wet. Oh, it was soaking wet. It was horrible. I called the other person I was walking over. I was like, did she spill a wine at all in the evening? It was like, uh, no, I don't, I don't think she spilled anything. She just kind of flopped. I was like, right, because uh, the seat is quite <laughs> wet. <laughs> oh, so we kind oh, of... Oh, I know, yeah. And we actually found out it was piss afterwards because a little bit had got on the floor. And uh, the owners of the restaurant have a dog which kind of does all the hoovering up afterwards oh. and it just rings out. And it went over, smelt it, and then cocked its leg ready to mark its own territory. <laughs> we had to go stop that. So what a nightmare of a shift. I wish I could have been sitting at home watching Blackout at the point. Okay, so fucked up the show. Oh god, yeah, right. <clears throat> English Puritan leader Oliver Cromwell banned Christmas between 1647 and 1660 because he believed such celebrations were immoral for the holiest day of the year. We did learn that last year. Aaron, we it? did, so you, so you know that one. How about this one? Okay, when do you think the Queen's Christmas speech was first televised in Britain? Um, well, there was TV in like what the. the Sixties. Yeah, lower. 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 Fifties. Forties. Higher. Higher. Go on. What is it? Six. Nineteen. <laughs> Sixteen. Fifty-seven. No. Nineteen fifty-seven. Um. So I'm gonna say the seventies. No, the answer is 1957, I just told you. All oh, right. No, I, was, I thought you were telling me when TV was first. Oh, right. No, 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 no. That was the year the Christmas speech was first terrorised. Oh, oh, that's all right then. That. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know N-Dubs are doing the Christmas speech this year? Oh, on a different it's channel to the Queen? I don't think it'll take off. I can't even tell what he's saying. Yeah, I know. The, the white guy was black. The opposite of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Last bit of uh, fact order of the show. Why do you think candy canes have a red stripe on them, or red stripes. Um, because it tastes nice? No, it's intended to represent the blood of Christ. Really? Yeah. How about that? There you go. So, uh, religion is all around us. The, the Pope controls everything. Not that uh, big High Court of Jews, or whatever the conspiracy theory goes. The High Court of Jews. <laughs> have you not I, heard that I'd conspiracy like theory? <laughs> There's a conspiracy theory that all the banks and every business deal is run by this big court of Jewish people who it just sit on... Is. It might well be, yeah. It is quite a stereotype. <laughs> uh, and we're going to stop there before we offend people. Yeah, well, the, we're going to do the break. The Jews are good with money. They are. Fucking <laughs> Rudy Oppenheimer. <laughs> Still to come, we've got Matthew's impromptu question, we've got some festive weird news, and the fantastic return of Hit or Shit. But before that, Matthew, while uh, browsing the internet... You won't look at Johnny Vaughan when you like you normally do, because I caught you that time. <laughs> I managed to find a Christmas fable, okay? Um, I'm going to read this out to you, and I want to see what you think, and you're going to tell me how you could improve it, okay? Okay. On Christmas Eve, Nathan thought it would be nice to buy his wife a little gift for the next day. Probably a good idea. Yes, I say, if he hasn't bought one already. <laughs> Always short of money, 
he thought long and hard about what the present could be. Unable to decide, Nathan entered Debenhams. A little bit of product placement there, yeah. thank you very much. And in the cosmetics section, he asked the girl, how about some perfume? She showed him a bottle costing £75. Too expensive, muttered Nathan. He meant to say expensive, yeah. but he had a bit of a speech impediment. Okay. The young lady returned with a smaller bottle for £50. Oh dear, Nathan groused. Still far too much. Growing rather annoyed at Nathan's meanness, the sales girl brought out a tiny £10 bottle and offered it to him. Nathan became really agitated. What I mean, he whined, is I'd like to see something really cheap. So the sales girl handed him a mirror. <laughs> I like that. Do you like that? Yeah. Short and sweet, to the point. Could you improve on that in any way, do you think? Um, Apart from obviously getting rid of the blatant uh, product placement. placement. Yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, they could say, what day is it, sir? And if you go, <laughs> well, it's Christmas Day. And if you go, oh, shit, I've got to get my wife a present. Yeah. Can you get me something? And he'll go, no, you're a cheap bastard. And then he would know. Yeah. Do you like that? I, I think that was... So I was actually put on the spot there and I didn't... No, you didn't. And you came out very well. You came better off than I did. Okay. <laughs> I would say it's a nice social commentary on the prices of perfume in this modern climate. I've actually bought some perfume this Christmas. Not for myself. No, right. uh, As a present. And it did cost me quite a lot of money. It is expensive. I can see where Nathan's coming from. Right? Mm -hmm. Perfume is expensive. Yeah. It's a smell in a bottle. I could shit in a jar. <laughs> Yeah, no one would buy it. No, it wouldn't take off as much as uh, CKY1 or whatever it is. You're right there. Hit or shit, the feature on Matthew and Aaron's very own podcast where we rate upcoming movies based on no prior knowledge and basically just a very short description of what they are. Are you ready, Matthew? Yes, what you got for me this week, guys? Okay, first up, we have a future set story where robot boxing is the top sport and struggling promoter, played by Hugh Jackman, thinks he's found a champion in a discarded robot. Hit or shit? Shit. Vanessa Hudgens in a modern day take on Beauty and the Beast. Shit. Let me finish. Oh no, it, look, it's all <laughs> shit. Okay, you'll like this last one, okay? <clears throat> Mel Gibson in The Beaver. A troubled husband and executive adopts a beaver hand puppet as his sole means of communicating. Hit, 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 <laughs> box office record. <laughs> Now, I believe you've done some more research this week, Matthew, and found some weird news. Yeah, play the jingle. Ho, ho, ho. It's Santa here. And don't forget, it's the season of peace and the time to be jolly. That's Santa with some scary shit there, isn't it? <laughs> right, I've collected uh, what I consider to be the, the three best uh, Christmassy stories okay. of the week, and I would just like to ask your opinion on them when us. Okay. So, the first one. A museum has uncovered a collection of Christmas cards by saucy postcard... Oh, yes. <laughs> by saucy postcard artist Donald McGill. The artist is famous for his comic seaside cards, but he's... <laughs> No, not naked bees. <laughs> okay, now this is famous for his comic seaside cards, but now has been it has been discovered 
He also produced 250 Christmas designs over six decades. He published saucy festive scenes from 1904 on. <laughs> Was there anything saucy going on in 1904? <laughs> the cheeky flapper girl. <laughs> I made that up. He didn't do that. Okay. Featuring his. <laughs> right, there you go. From 1904 onwards, featuring his trademark plump wives, big breasted women, balding bachelors, and mischievous maids. Sounds like your internet history, Matthew. Oh, yeah. Right, he drew at least four different designs every year. So, Aaron, what's your take on saucy... Four designs a year? Yeah, right, uh, Lazy bastard. <laughs> so, Aaron, what's your take on saucy Christmas cards, or more importantly, baldy bachelors and mischievous maids? <laughs> I say the more the better. <laughs> the more the merrier. The more of a Christmas... Do you like that one, then? I thought that was quite funny, yeah. Definitely. Okay, uh, try this one for size. A bit of animal-related... Okay. okay, that's good. Uh, I like animals. <laughs> Do you say you like animals? Uh, yeah. I am so sorry for the <laughs> overuse of the dramatic sound clip. There. It's royalty free. <laughs> right, so my second uh, weird uh, new story for this Christmas is a camel and its rider are unhurt after toppling onto audience members during a rehearsal for a costume <laughs> Christmas pageant. So when you said it was an animal-related topic, it isn't a real animal, it's obviously someone in a costume. No, no, I hope. It's, no, it's a real camel. They used a real camel in yes. a Christmas pageant. Okay, there we go. A camel named Lullabell walked down the aisle <laughs> and was supposed to stop and kneel. Instead, the animal... <laughs> Carried on walking. Yeah, okay, instead, the animal balked and then stumbled sideways. It fell onto several pews and the rider was also tossed into the audience. No pun intended. <laughs> no one was injured during Thursday oh, night's rehearsal. Thank God. Uh, at the First Baptist Church of West Palm Beach. But the, uh, the pastor organising the pageant says the camel won't be in any shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's your take on that story? Well, uh, so much goes through my mind at the moment. So, let me get this right. So, someone was riding the camel yes. for the, the pageant. Yes. He was supposed to kneel at the front of the stage for the play. No, the camel was meant to kneel down. The right, other, like, yeah, with him on its back. In the barn. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, the camel kind of went down, stumbled, and fell off the stage into, into, the, into the, the pews. pews. <laughs> Um, and the rider was tossed off. What it doesn't say here is that the camel spontaneously combusted <laughs> and six children were killed. Okay, so I think you're going to like uh, my third and final weird news story. This will be the last one of this series. series You've got a lot to live up to, Matthew. We've had some great stories. Stop playing with Matthew's three games. Okay. Okay. You done? Yep. Okay. Right. Please say a Californian man took the word stick up literally when he robbed <laughs> a gas station. <laughs> Armed okay. with a tree branch. <laughs> okay. Cops in Irvine believe Herlin Mandez. Oh, what a name. Yeah, His parents hate him. Yeah, yeah. Worked with an accomplice uh, to hold up a shell station on November the 27th. Mm. The accomplice, who remains at large. <laughs> <laughs> armed with a Christmas tree and uh, many decorations. Okay. Uh, who remains at large, reportedly approached the gas station clerk with some questions about tyres. At around eight Sneaky. Uh, yeah, I like his thing. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, ulterior motive. That's what <laughs> I do when I hold up shell garages. Okay. Then Mendes appeared, brandishing a branch. Okay. Please say the two men threatened a clerk, forcing him to ca- enter the cash register. How do you... How do you force a clerk with a stick branch? Okay. Oh, his bark was worse than his bite. Uh, right. So they, they grabbed some cigarettes and fled in a blue... Ni- this isn't relevant at all. <laughs> It's uh, padding. It's just padding. Okay, just keep they kicking. fled in a blue 1995 Ford minivan. Okay. Right. So uh, it's a what, nice model. It was yeah, a good year. Yeah. What's your opinion on this story? Aaron? I think if they got away with it, 
using... Well, no, 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 Mendez was caught, but his accomplice is still at large. So, yeah, so one of them got away with it using nature to yeah. fight humanity. And that's, that's quite poetic. I like this idea of nature fighting. He's a criminal. It's yeah, I know, he's a horrible... Kill him. And, uh, lynch him. <laughs> lynch him. And that is the last bit of weird news for this series. I don't know if this is your bloody surprise. We, we've known for a while. Now, Matthew, are you prepared for the questions that I'm about to pass by? No, I'm eating sugar puffs. Excellent. So that would mean it would be sort of an impromptu, improvised section of the show. Oh, you could say that. Yeah. So if I'm going to be asking you questions, your name's Matthew, and you're not prepared because you're eating sugar puffs. Yeah. What would you call that? Uh, Matthew's impromptu question. <laughs> Now, uh, some of these... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Play the jingle again. Have you expelled all gas from your body? Are you yeah. ready? Right. <clears throat> Sorry. Now, some of these can be seen as Christmas-themed, other than just plain aren't, okay? I'll try and relate them to Christmas as much as I can. I'm a little unprepared, I'll be honest. Okay. Do Jewish vampires avoid crosses or stars of David? <laughs> you did a Holocaust joke, Aaron. <laughs> If London Bridge is standing, then why is there a song about it falling down? Because it fell down once, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. Oh, that'll explain that then. <laughs> right, I'll try to relate this to Christmas. On Christmas morning, or any other morning, do you wake up first or open your eyes? You wake up first. You sure? So you wake up with your eyes closed, you, and then you open them? Yeah. Is it not, like, exactly the same time? Might be. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm not a scientist, Aaron. <laughs> Well, that's obvious. So, <laughs> 29 minutes in, it's quite obvious to the listeners you're not a scientist. Right, okay, last one. <clears throat> Are children who acted in an 18-rated movie allowed to see them? In the I summer? always wonder that. No, no, it's really odd, isn't it? I bet they are. They must be allowed to. Well, they've all seen all the behind-the-scenes and the makeup and stuff being put on. They must be able to. Mm. Like, in The Exorcist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think she <laughs> do you think she looks back at that moment on pride? Oh, this is my favourite bake. Shh, shh, shh. Lick me. <laughs> Fuck me, Jesus Christ. Oh, that was horrible. Lick to me, mother. <laughs> that was did, a she good... goes, did you like did you? That's a good impression. That's me. That's me when I'm eight. Garage band's gone crazy when you did that. Lick me. <laughs> Look at the peak on that. Lick me. Alright, right, you're done. You're done. You're the exorcist impressions. <laughs> Now, before we end Math- this festive episode of Matthew and Aaron's very own podcast, there's just one thing I want to put to bed, Matthew. Is it me? Uh, no, it isn't. It's a rumour. Uh, is it of your sexuality? No, it's about Santa Claus oh. and whether he exists or not. Okay, for Santa Claus to do his round, and that's visiting 91.8 million Christian children home. That presumes there's at least one good child in each. <coughs> Santa would be subjected to centrifugal forces of 17,500... Uh, uh, you know, um, what the centrifugal force is. Yeah, just for those at home who don't... Well, I mean, I know what it is. I think... Oh, exactly. So do I. I know exactly. Um, it's not like I just Googled this. For the benefit of the audience, Aaron, will you tell me what uh, centrifugal... Well, I think if they're tuning into this podcast, they, ha- so they have a certain level of intellect already, and they wouldn't need it to be expensive. We'll just brush over that. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. definitely. A 250-pound Santa, okay, would be pinned down to his sleigh by 4,315 pounds of force. In conclusion, if Santa ever did deliver presents on Christmas Eve, he's dead now. Why? Well, that's the physics proving that the pressure on him to be travelling 650 miles per second, 
okay? The air resistance that could create, the 300 pounds of his reindeer and sleigh, and that's 10 times the normal amount of gravity that'd be pushing down to him. Yeah. To do the 91.8 million stops. But he's jolly. So for you, that proves it, does he? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> How cool is that? <coughs> yes, that's very. I've just unlocked the Top Gear test track. Oh, in Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. Good. It's nice to know you're taking your full attention to yeah, the podcast. Sorry. Yeah. So you sent something about, I don't know, Jesus or whatever? Ah, forget it. It's only, it's only the last episode. <laughs> and thus brings us to the end of the first series of Matthew and Aaron's very own podcast. Quite sad, actually, isn't it? It is. We've been on a journey. Uh, over two and a half hours of material has been recorded yeah. for this series. Most of it was... Terrible. Utter drivel. Yeah. There's about 15 minutes of highlights in there, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's free, so they can't yeah, complain. They no. shouldn't complain. Matthew and Aaron at writeme.com is the email address if you want to send us any Christmas messages or anything like that. Remember, the competition's closed now. Presents. Willie G, he's, his presence on the way. That'll make his Christmas, won't it? Our I'm, radio series. I'm sure it will. Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, Aaron, uh, you have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. And you as well, Matthew. I will. Can we announce our plans of what's coming soon? Um, yeah, I think we can. We'll give them a little teaser. From the 16th of January, 2010, there will be, it is confirmed now, a second series of Matthew and Aaron's very own podcast. We've been given the go-ahead. Yeah, it's coming to iTunes. Stay tuned. It's still going to be free. It's going to be great. We're going to, you know... Swap it around a bit, are we? We're going to get rid of some features, add yeah. in some new features. Shoot the breeze. Exactly. It's going to be great. Okay, so stay tuned for that. But until then, Goodbye. have a very Merry Christmas. Goodbye, Matthew. Goodbye, Aaron. Matthew and Aaron's very own podcast was written and performed and created by Matthew and Aaron. Well, funny that. Actually, uh, it's a very appropriate title in that sense. Uh, it was hosted by PodcastMachine.com and iTunes. I haven't got anything else to say, but the music's still running. Look at that car. Look at that. Wow. How awesome is that? What are you doing over here? Uh, I was just sort of doing a bit of credits, but um, that looks fun. What is that, Gran Turismo 5? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. Stuff this. Yeah. My turn. Give me control. Piss off. Oh. No, no way you're winning. Stop touching my leg. This guy. I have to work with this guy. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Oh, wait, GarageBand's still on. Oh, shit.